If you're looking to save some money on your wireless plan, take a look at Visible Wireless. They're a transparent wireless carrier with nothing to hide. If you haven't heard of Visible, well, now you have. They're the wireless carrier that's making wireless visible. It's in the name. Switch to Visible where you can get a one-line plan with unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon for just 25 bucks a month, taxes and fees included. One-line wireless, just 25 bucks a month with taxes and fees included. That's unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon. Switch now at Visible.com. You shouldn't judge a book by its cover, but you can judge a company by its name. Like Visible, the wireless company making wireless visible. Monthly rate on the Visible plan. For data management practices and additional terms, visit Visible.com. Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Buntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Buntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. What's happening, friends? Welcome to Unlock 387. It's IGN's weekly Xbox show for March 26th, 2019. Going around the table, you've got me, Ryan McCaffrey, to my right. Counterclockwise, that's right. Brandon Tyrell. Howdy. Changing things up today. Wearing Xbox green today. I am. It's a nice hoodie. You can't see. Is that one of those uh, ones you get advertised on Instagram as like the most comfortable hoodie ever? Uh, No, this is one of those ones you buy at Target for $14. That works, too. Yeah. Destin Legary, hi. I'm wearing a very old shirt that I really like, <laughs> but I just can't uh, get rid of for some reason. Also, bam! DK, Good morning, everybody. Theater D- of the mind here. DKNY. Uh, <laughs> Donkey Kong of New York City. You can, yeah, I would buy a new one, but I can't find... I like symmetry in my clothing. I know that sounds crazy, but yeah, anyway. Hey, to each their own. Mark Medina rounding out the circle. Also wearing an Xbox sweater. Uh, yeah, you know. <laughs> looks great. Thanks, man. Wearing, you're wearing the Thanks. Xbox onesie today. Yeah. It looks amazing yeah, on you. Yeah, wearing a, wear onesies to work now. It's got a Only little, on Tuesdays. It's got a little Master Chief hood on it. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's great. Uh, uh, we're lying about all of this. Theater of the mind. I am wearing it. We Except for Brandon's sweater. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Brandon I, actually I, has a green sweater on. I'm wearing Mjolnir armor. I don't know what you guys are. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Anyway, uh, welcome to the show this week. Again, this is episode 387. Kind of a quiet week a little bit, but there are uh, there's one major release out, and then uh, I got my first hands-on with a game I'm really looking forward to for later this year. I want to start with Brandon Tyrell and Mark Medina. Hey, hi. Uh, by the way, uh, best wishes to our, our, of course, dear co-host, Miranda Sanchez. Uh, she she is not faking anything. I, I went, yeah. she's not trying to duck out of the podcast. If you try to talk to her, no no sound comes out of her mouth. Yeah. She, her total laryngitis, uh, which I had a few years ago myself, like for the first time in my adult life. Like you always, sometimes you think you lose your voice, but no, there's, when you really have laryngitis, it's, it's weird. It's very odd. So she, I sit right next to her yeah. now, and every time someone comes up to talk to her, it's always, it's, it's like this, it's, it's oh no, <laughs> I, feel, I feel very bad for I do, her. I do too. She's, she's making a recovery. She sounds better today, yeah. but she should be back for next week. Yes. So Mark, thanks for sitting in. No problem. Let's talk about uh, Sekiro. Anime. 
Yeah. Or oh, that too. Yeah, Mark. Yeah, give I, us the anime. I, I love anime. Uh, Sekiro Shadows Die Twice, which is pretty anime. Major new release. Brandon Tyrell. Uh, hey. First of all, tip the cap to you because thanks, man. You put in a, tr- a true video game journalist's hero's work, the our version of hero's work, which is not really at not all, all heroic, not all in any way, tapes. shape, or form whatsoever. But in, in our line of work. It's uh man, no. You you put in gosh, what was it fifty plus sixty yeah, hours? Fifty plus and hours. how many hours? Or how many days? Uh about four or five days. Yeah, that's a that's a, that's a lot of I can't lot of actually time. remember the entire period is kind of a blur. <laughs> I was just at home. I'd wake up in the morning, play Sekiro until it was time to go to bed. Yeah. And then do it again the next day. Yeah, that I nice. I lived that with uh, Elder Scrolls Oblivion back in the day. Yeah. Foreshadowing for later in the show. <laughs> but uh yeah, so this is this is a game, you know, this this is from software's next Soulsborne game. Dark Souls has yeah. been retired for yeah. now. Yeah. Yeah. Uh Bloodborne maybe gonna come around again. I I'm they, I would bet they, money that Bloodborne 2 is a PS5 game, but they said they're taking a break. Yeah. Uh, it would be insane not to get another Bloodborne. Right. And you're right, like that game that it's a series in that we know we're going to get another one at some <laughs> point, but that series is far too lucrative to just leave off the table at this point. You know Sony's, as soon as Bloodborne came out, they're like, okay, well, when can we get the next yeah, one? exactly. Mm-hmm. But for now, we have Sekiro, which is being published by Activision, mm-hmm. so they, it's yeah. a third party. It's on everything. and From Software is a tourist, by the way. They're, oh, yeah. You yeah. Know, three different franchises, three different publishers. <laughs> sure. They, well they, done. They did, uh, of course, Dark before Souls. they blew up, they yeah. did Otogi back in the day for yeah. Microsoft. Oh, yeah, Actually, yeah. it was for, wait, I think it was for Sega for Microsoft. It's for Sega for Microsoft? Yeah. If I remember right, XOXO. damn. Now I can't remember, but, but yeah, they uh, they're 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 work for hire, man. Yeah, man. <laughs> they, well, yeah, gotta the, pay the bills. That's what's crazy is they seem like they were going second party studio for a while after Bloodborne came out, and then this game came out now under Activision. But they went Demon Souls with Sony, and then yep. Dark Souls was a Bandai Namco product. Uh, and uh, uh, then it was Bloodborne for Sony, and now we are Sekiro for Activision. So EA's up next after Sony, I would imagine. <laughs> Bloodborne 2 will come out for Sony, and then whatever they have cooking will be EA, and then maybe we'll get an Atlas version. I don't know. You never know. But, uh, guys, so how how is the game overall, and how does it compare for Xbox fans to Dark Souls? Because obviously there's going to be a lot of people that enjoy dark souls on xbox we had dark souls 3 as a simultaneous release right for th- for uh, xbox and, and playstation so you know what do those people need to know coming into this game game's great game is <laughs> yeah. amazing it's actually astonishingly good it is it's phenomenal astonishingly good mm-hmm. ign dot com uh i i reviewed it i gave it a 9.5 that's out of a, a really 10. good number Mm-hmm. As close to a 10 as you can get without being a 9.6 or higher. <laughs> uh, I think it is a fantastic game. And what people um, what people will know when they play it, if they've played other Soulsborne games, is From Software has a template that they use. Yeah. And then they take that template and they tweak it. And they create cool little variations on what works. And what From Software has done is create sort of a foundation upon which to build these different franchises. And that foundation is still very much there. It is punishingly difficult. Um, it's, it has a lot of that same sort of mystery. And then there's the element of you know resources and uh, f- collecting and then losing things upon death. And there's sort of that cycle of life and death that really plays heavily. Uh, and what Sekiro does is it's <laughs> – 
I used such a dumb analogy the other day. It was like, it's like Coke. Everyone loves Coke. Coca-Cola or <laughs> Coca-Cola. cocaine? Coca-Cola. I mean, you know. I mean, let's just be clear. We're It's an audio show. If We can't read your face right now. That's true. I mimed <laughs> sipping an ice-cold beverage. Uh, Always Coca-Cola. Second up. Uh, everyone loves Coca-Cola, and what From Software does is they have made Coca-Cola, and now they're making vanilla Coke mm. and mm. Coke Zero, and ooh, that new orange vanilla Coke. Oh God! So what is Sekiro? Don't even get me started. Uh, Sekiro is the cherry Coke of oh. the Coke family. It is spicy. It is delicious <laughs> in its own right, and yet it brings enough to really kind of change the formula to be something different. But equally as good, mm-hmm. you know. So uh, Sekiro- as long as we're not to diet Coke, we're not in that territory. Yeah, that's, that's Dan Stapleton's. Yeah, it's gross. Realm. I don't, <laughs> I don't play with that. Uh, <laughs> what Sekiro does is it, it takes from software and really does make it more of an action, a stealth action game. Yeah, um, it is less of an RPG game as previously. You don't mm-hmm. go around collecting armor and weapons, um, which is you know something people are gonna. Be a little bummed about uh, a core group of people have already have written the comments and on Twitter people are saying like, oh, man, it sucks that I can't find super cool axe or the full plate mail armor. Um, and that's true. I definitely love that element. In- Get the axe for your arm, noobs. Yeah. Just kidding. <laughs> I definitely love that element in Dark Souls and Bloodborne. Um, but what Sekiro does do is give you sort of all the tools minus the literal tools that you attach to your arm. It kind of gives you the basis uh, for all the fundamentals you're going to need throughout the game. You have a sword, and that's the sword you're going to use for the rest of the game. Mm -hmm. And beating the game means getting good with that sword. It's not, oh, God, I can't beat this boss. Let me try the axe or the spear because I have more range, and that might be better. Or let me go grind for souls. Right, which is a whole other element of that sort of stripped-down RPG version, which is you don't (laughs) – I mean, I say you don't really grind to to uh, artificially beef up your your boy so you can go in and fight the monster more easily. You can do that in Sekiro, but it's a much more sort of subtle way. Well, it's kind of like you're you're buying different moves. It's not like you're necessarily buying stronger moves, well, at least more at the beginning. Like it depends on situation. I, I don't want to give away too much sure. for spoilers, but I there, just mean like at the beginning, way... it's like you get like a whirlwind slash and right. stuff like that, and like those are examples of like. Are you instantly better using something no. like this? It's a, no, it's a situation it's a little tool. different. Which like is, for Horseman, the Whirlwind Slash is actually really good. Yeah, because it does damage through blocks and, and uh, when you're when you're whipping into them. Yeah, uh, you there's hit a, it. there's a skill that allows you to automatically do slice attacks when you grapple, and that Horseman, which is the first boss of the game, we're not giving too much away. Bojack Horseman? Uh, <laughs> no, no. Uh, what, he screams his name when he comes out Yobu of the game. Aniwa. I am. I got stuck on him for like an hour and 20 minutes. I was really mad. (laughs) Get good. I did. (laughs) Because I beat him. I beat Butterfly Lady in about 20 after that. See, Butterfly Lady took me a while. Yeah. So Get uh, good. I've heard... So I haven't played the game yet. It's not my style of game. Sure. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Uh, But I've heard... Tenchu thrown around yep. a bit with yep. this. You want to talk about that a little bit, whether that's a valid thing to bring up or not? It is in the regard that it is much more stealth action than from software's sort of uh, go into an area, learn it, and then 
Um, I mean, From Software has always included sort of a backstab mechanic in their games, but this really takes it to you have a stealth mode that you jump down into. Nice. Mm-hmm. You you sneak around uh, in the crouch position, and then you know there are bushes that you can hide in, and, and that... you can you can crawl on ledges like ledge grab, and you yeah. know kind of sneak around. You're speaking my language right now. It really yeah. It, it's yeah it's hard to it's hard to sort of like put in a frame of reference without using the names of other games, but it's it's a stealth action game. Uh, <laughs> with a from software foundation underneath it at its core right uh so you are still running around killing stuff and it is brutally hard and the combat is very precise and technical but a lot of the game can be navigated by sneaking around and assassinating hmm. things nice. there are full areas where i would spawn at an idol i'd go out and i had a uh, sort of a circuit that i would run where i would stealth assassinate eight guys get up all of them tasty experience points and then go back and reset and just sort of farm that area like yeah. that. Mm-hmm. Um, and you again, you can't farm to increase your strength to do more damage or your health to you know take more hits. Uh, what you are farming is experience points to unlock more skills or upgrade your tools and stuff like that. So you're basically changing the uh, options that you have in the game versus changing your core character. Mm-hmm. And, I like it. And having said that, there is a way, like way later on at the end of the game, where you can convert those skill points into actual attack power. Uh, but that is a very much off the beaten path kind of thing uh, that's that's pretty clearly designed to buff you up for a new game plus. So 9.5 out of 10 means uh, we can look for this to be in the game of the year conversation. I think it absolutely will be, yeah. yeah. Um, already, I think... Um, what was the other big one that came out earlier this year? Devil May Cry. Devil May Cry. I think Devil May Cry and uh, Sekiro are the two, uh, the two sort of front runners so far this year for Game of the Year. Well, they they both got the exact same score, right? Oh, did Mitchell give think, it a nine? I think five? it got a nine five. Yeah, nice. they both star characters who don't have a left arm and instead have a robot left arm. <laughs> it's the year. Of the, this is a weird. This is a weird not. year. The year of the prosthetic, man. Microsoft <laughs> kicked it off. With you know that inclusivity, adaptive controller thing, and Super game Bowl developers took yeah. notice. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, la- what was last year? Year of the dad? I can't remember. <laughs> last year? Oh yeah, year. It was year of the boy. It was like because like I forget. I forget. There's like several examples of like, yeah, it, <laughs> yeah. I, I can't <laughs> yeah. think of anything now. Anyway, I, we talked about God this a lot War. last year. If you, I know there was God of War, but there was more than that. There was like it was like. There's so many times I can't remember. There's something in Red Dead where he was calling someone a boy a lot, and we were like, "You're the boy," kind of thing. Anyways. Okay. Yeah. yeah, you spend some time bonding with the uh, yeah with what's her name's yeah. son with uh, with Marston's. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, interesting. Okay, I still haven't played Red Dead. You haven't played Red Dead? No. Oh man, I don't have that kind of time. It's a pretty good video game. Says he, the guy he that said just... after playing 50 hours a second. <laughs> oh, I knew you were fucking. Right. You put it on a team, man. Uh, but that was for work. Red Dead is for uh, fun, funsies. Right. Um, we'll have some fun. Yeah, I know. Play some Red Dead. I've just got so much going on. Uh, but I think if you if you enjoy From Software's Bloodborne and Dark Souls series, uh, you're going to find a lot of familiarity and a lot to like here. Um, I'm getting a little bit of flack because I said it was a more forgiving, somewhat easier version of those games and a lot of people are like you're insane what are you talking about um i mean i think i think just the revive mechanic alone i mean you literally get a second chance yeah to like get up sometimes a third <laughs> and depending on how many enemies you've killed it's not it's not like a oh enemies don't hit as hard or enemies are dumber and they're easier to escape it's a culmination of all these little design choices that from software made like the grappling hook the fact that uh, most of the mini bosses don't have those fog walls that lock you into right. the arena, anymore. and so like if you're so you getting, can literally just leave, and th- yeah, the the I was gonna say the grapple hook as well is like if you're 
taking on like four guys. Nope. And you see that little green icon, yeah. you get that like get out of jail free card. You push a button, yeah. and you're gone. You get the now, hell out of dodge. Now you can you can hook and he can hit you out of the air. Yeah. But like for the most part, if you because you can jump really high, and so if you dodge, jump, and then hook, like for the most part, you're you're gone. Yeah. I'm always like, I'm gonna nope out of this one, and this yep. poof. Yeah. <laughs> you play the nope card, but there mm-hmm. it, it is that, and it is also that uh, in Bloodborne and Dark Souls, you walk into a room and you see a big boss, and you're like. All right, that thing's half gorilla, half lion. Uh, it's 40 feet tall, and it's got a giant club with flaming spikes on it. I don't know what to do. Like, mm-hmm. I, I don't know how to fight this thing. And so you inevitably walk in, and you start dodging and blocking, and it kills you. And you're like, well, shit. Like, how do I, how do I fight it? Mm-hmm. In Sekiro, you still get the same sort of experience, but you walk in, and it goes to swing, and a giant uh, red symbol appears that... that basically telegraphs to danger telegraphs what it's and you doing. know it's either a thrust a sweep or a grapple mm-hmm. and you know how to deal with all of those and in Sekiro those perilous attacks can be countered and almost 99% of the time it leaves the enemy open to a counterattack yep. so even just walking in and seeing those they go from being a terrifying experience to oh this is my opening if I learn how to deal with this specific attack I know I am guaranteed a way to hurt and damage this thing. And that essentially gives you an opening to beat this boss. Like, mm-hmm. even if you only counterattack on that move, it might take you a half hour, but you will eventually beat that boss. Nice. All right. Good, also, so good stuff. Also, use firecrackers. Yep. Fire, yeah. All the tools are very <laughs> specific. And the game it throws it at you. I know we're running a little long in the segment, but the game throws it at you where. Uh, before you get to a certain boss, uh, you see a samurai kneeling in front of his horse, and he's like, yeah, my horse, uh, somebody threw a firecracker, and it startled my horse, and it broke its neck. And you're like, oh, so firecrackers startle animals. Interesting. Mm-hmm. And then you immediately fight a boss on a horse. And so the game really does tee up yeah. these, you have tool A, it's applicable in situation A. Yeah. Well, it's the same thing with like the chained ogre, which is one of the first mini bosses yeah. in the game. If you eavesdrop, they're like, "Oh, I can't believe we're chained up, ne- or you know, we're stuck next to this guy." Right? Oh, I heard he really hates fire, and yeah. you're like, "I got a flame vent." Weird. <laughs> I just picked up a blowtorch. What are the odds? Two minutes ago. How interesting. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, man, the tools in that game are so uh, so flexible in their use, and when you upgrade them, there's an umbrella that can block projectiles, and I'm like. That's pretty cool. Kind of situational. Uh, there was a rope bridge I had to cross where enemies were firing at me from a mile away. And I was like, oh, this is where I use the umbrella. Very cool. Mm-hmm. And then later on, you upgrade it to block apparition damage, which is like frenzy from Bloodborne. You take mm-hmm. too much of it and you just instantly die. So the umbrella blocks all that. And there are boss fights where the arena is just full of ghosts that when they hit you, you get terror damage. And it immediately just trivializes that fight. You pull up the your ghost umbrella and you're just like walking up to him. Dink, 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 dink. Smack, smack, smack. And then put your umbrella back up. And every tool has a or every job has a tool that corresponds to it in Sekiro. So uh, it's like playing a from software game with an instruction manual. There you go. A lot yeah. of people will like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Uh, a game I liked last week. So last week was GDC, Game Developers Conference. Uh, had a I'm sorry, of- I don't I have no memory of that. Yeah, you were you were locked in a room with uh, with Sekiro. So and and it was definitely you were locked in the room with it. Not it was not it was locked in the room with you. Yeah, yeah. 
That's, they they were the they had the power it, in the it relationship. Was, it was the Rorschach of video games <laughs> on that for one, sure. But also, if anybody saw the pictures, the giant white wall people were tweeting about that was to hide Sekiro. <laughs> oh yeah, oh like, yeah. Like a bunch of people are just like, "What is this like mysterious giant white wall?" Yeah, we made a that stu- we put up in the in the office right next to my desk. We and, made a studio apartment. Yeah, and the, there's in the content pit, and we <laughs> and we charged Brandon Tyrell thirty six hundred dollars a month to work San on Francisco the prices. <laughs> Sorry, man. <laughs> it's just how it goes. Just just moments from my life. That's all, that's all <laughs> but yeah, I got to go play Control, the new one from Remedy. Max Payne, Alan Wake, Quantum Break. Right. Uh, studio with a with an excellent pedigree. And I t- I'll tell you, I was I really liked the unveiling of Control at E3. I thought, okay, this looks like it kind of blends elements from their three major games that they've done over the years. And boy, was it fun. Mm-hmm. It was a lot of fun. It looks really nice. Uh, it plays super well. So, you know, the short version, you're Jesse. You've, you've just taken over the Federal Bureau of Control. You've, you're the head of it. And it's basically sort of like a kind of X-Files, like yeah. paranormal division. It's Your headquarters is called the oldest house that's in this brutalist architecture building. That's cool. And so there's, yeah, there's inside that building all sorts of weird time and space gets bent and you know the, the the building itself is is every much bit as much of a character as as jesse is and boy was it fun yeah it's uh she's, she's got telekinesis right? telekinesis she's got this transforming pistol that only the director gets it's like passed from director to director <laughs> so it's got like a sort of a you know a machine gun mode a, and then like a, a shotgun mode to it oh yes and she can levitate as well um, it reminded me what what was I, I can't remember that you guys got to help me on this one. What was the name of that movie from Gosh, pro, f- at least five years ago now, where those three like teenage boys find the weird alien thing in a yeah. field and end up developing superpowers? It's, uh, Chronicle. Thank you, Chronicle. Yeah. And then they end up going like it gets very dark by the <laughs> end of the movie. It kind of her her levitation kind of reminds me of that of like when they're first figuring out how to learn to fly in that movie where you kind of like, you just sort of float up there and then you can, you can just surge ahead and do like this killer ground pound or just you can telekinetically rip chunks of the nearest concrete wall as a projectile or tables or chairs or any, like anything that's in the props that are in the environment. Uh, ground pound, like be levitating, and then like tell. Oh, oh, it's not a teleport, but like ground pound from like super far away, from pretty far away. Yeah. Have you, have you played it too? No, I just I've I watched all the gameplay McCaffrey brought back. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and <laughs> because it's because control looks awesome. It plays really well. Uh, it feels really good to to play. I mean, it's it's very much. Uh, I said this in my preview, but it's a lot more uh, like Max Payne in that. You just you got to keep moving. Yeah. Like it's do not it's not a cover shooter. Don't hide behind stuff waiting for health to recharge or the situation to calm down. Like no, you got to keep moving. You got to kill people. Is that because uh, they like close in on you? And- they'll close in on you, and the, the way the the enemies, which are you know they're they're from God knows where, you know whatever dimension they're from. Uh, it's it's overall called the hiss is like the evil force that's, that's cool. invading, and so they'll drop these like white crystal things that are like a they're they're just health so they'll you walk up and then they'll you know when you get close enough they they just suck in to you and you get your health back um but boy yeah it's fun you just you just run around you're just ripping the environment to shreds and and you know throwing stuff at these guys and ground pounding and it it feels really good so 
that if the story is good, which like they've set up the world really nicely with like, okay, what's the bureau and mm-hmm. uh, you know what's going on with this weird building and what's this evil force. So if the story's good, which that's always been Remedy's strength mm-hmm. in Max Payne, Alan Wake, and Quantum Break, they've always had interesting stories. The gameplay, at least this initial test drive here felt really really good so they they uh the release date for that's now set for august 27th so they're going to go on the try to be one of those first movers of the fall season Mm -hmm. and man i'm i'm pretty fired up for it now after playing it felt really good i mean all the footage looks great and it does kind of have i did notice that like sort of max Payne feel to it Mm -hmm. um but what i think sort of sets it apart are those like supernatural elements to it right yep. where yes I, god that's so my jam man is like mm-hmm. government funded supernatural like x-files or um uh what was that show it was basically the exact same plot was that that woman anyway. Al- oh, alias no 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 the other one the other one the same creator from jj abrams i believe Buffy so yeah the vampire well, dark yeah. angel Par- Par- dark <laughs> angel anyway <laughs> uh x-files or you know that kind of stuff. Something where, else. Where you, you have, like, the rules and, like, there's still bureaucracy, but yeah. they're trying to contain this stuff. Quantum, Quantum Break was, like, the same kind of deal where it was, like, there's stuff Firefly. going on and they just – oh, Firefly so good. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> oh, where it's Fringe. Like, fringe. Oh, there we okay. go. And, and, like, the the one of the first things that happens in Quantum Break is, like, a, a, a obvious cover-up of things that happened at the beginning of the game. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, I don't know. Control looks awesome. Control was announced E3 2018 yes. during Sony's conference, uh-huh. and it was what it was. That was a weird conference where it's like, here's The Last of Us, and then now we're going to move on to and then Control is just oh, sort yeah. of mixed in yeah. there. And then yeah. it's like now we're showing uh, Ghost of Tsushima, and then it was like it was like there was like commercial breaks as they were moving yeah, people. De- Destin was part yeah. of the herd. Yeah, and as they were moving people, it's like it's like they would show off all these games and like mm-hmm. somewhere that's why i didn't see it yeah yeah and you were you were pissed when you came back you i like, missed i missed so much well, stuff. let's let's not get into that that's yeah. let's save it for beyond it's, it's yeah a long time ago uh but so, but somewhere in there all of a sudden it's just like they revealed control yeah and i'm like to me that i i wouldn't say it stole the show from like ghosts or whatever but like it definitely piqued my interest a lot, and then it was Remedy. And Remedy is like weird. They they make like superhero games mm-hmm. without them being without calling them that. Yeah, that's like fair Quantum to say. Break. Ooh, I mean, Alan Ma- Wake. Max Payne. Yeah, Max Payne. Had well, his, time. his super power was you know bullet time, smashing pills between gunfights. Yeah. <laughs> He's the Punisher. Um, but then, yeah, but then Quantum Punisher. Breaks got the the time mechanics. Yep, and so it's like and now Control she can fly, levitate, all this stuff, and it's just like. It's just really fun gameplay. Yeah. Uh, and I actually, Quantum Break was a weird game because it had that whole like TV show yeah, built right. in that I just skipped. And then I realized I had no idea what the game was about. <laughs> but like it was Why? still, f- because I was like, I was here at work and I didn't want to sit oh. there be watching 20 minute episodes of a show I didn't really care about. But it was like, it had a good was, cast though, man. Yeah, I know. Little I know. finger from Game of I know. Game. It's like I, I've been meaning to go back and play it sometime. But it's like, the gameplay alone was just fun enough to yeah, yeah. to kind of get you through it, and this kind of looks like the same deal. Where story definitely should and hopefully is going to be there, but for the most part, the gameplay looks right. fun enough to stand on. So yeah, and uh, you know, Remedy. What's interesting about this project? Just a little side thing that doesn't ultimately matter, but I thought it was sort of historically interesting. Is Remedy's always taken 
their sweet time on their mm-hmm. projects, and they've always turned out really well. Yeah, Again, Quantum I mean, Break was. I mean, Quantum Break ago. was a long time in development. Uh, so was, I mean, I don't not remember Max Payne, but uh, Alan Wake was a you know, and, and it was oh. a long time between Alan Wake and Quantum Break as well. And uh, but this is a relatively quick turnaround for them because I think mm-hmm. uh, what was Quantum Break would have been. Got to 2016. Feel like, I gotta think. feel like it was probably my first year here, and it's gonna and this and now controls out three years later. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean it, it is it's all it's their engine and their their tech. So they're just you know they're leveraging. It'll but it feel, seems like this one's not exclusive because you said you played it on PS4. So I'm assuming right, it's, it's out on everything. everything. Yeah, PC, PS4, and of course Xbox as well. Um, yeah, the the frame rate was still problematic in. Mm-hmm. Uh, in the build I played, but it's it's March. Yeah. The game's they not got, out for got some five months. They got some time. So polish your head. Yeah, it, they've got some time. But anyway, just want to put that game on people's radars because it's it felt really good. It validated my initial hype, like you had from E3, Mark too. Yeah, no, it looks awesome. So yeah, good stuff there. Keep that one on your radar. All right, well, we'll move on here. Uh, first, a quick plug for Unfiltered. The March episode is up. It is a sort of a weird combo episode. I filmed two. Shorter episodes, shorter interviews at Dice, the the summit in Las Vegas with the game developers, uh, Amy Hennig, and uh, Ted Price again. And it was interesting talking to Ted since because when he when he came in for Unfiltered last fall, it was right before Spider Man mm-hmm, came out, mm-hmm. and so now this this like twenty five minute conversation was all about how things have changed, you know, right. in the wake of Spider-Man's crazy success. I know it's not an Xbox game, but uh, yeah, check out, I mean, the Amy Hennig portion for sure. It's about 20, 25 minutes, and she does talk a bit about her uh, canceled EA Star Wars game. So give that a look uh, or a listen, whatever your preference. And before we move on, also just wanted to note, really appreciated all the great feedback from people this week on our return to audio, people were very nostalgically happy to hear those bumpers at the beginning and the end of the show again. Nice. So, uh, so, so we've removed there. them. <laughs> <laughs> no, we haven't. They're there. By the power of editing, they'll magically be there at the beginning of the show hey. and end and in between all the segments as well. So great stuff. And all right. So let's come right back in a quick second and we'll talk news right after this. Okay, let's do some news. Elder Scrolls turning 25 years old this week. The series, yes. The series is super interesting. It started with Elder Scrolls Arena Mm -hmm. back in 94. Uh, I personally didn't play it. Have you guys ever played Arena? I think you got to have some pretty strong PC gaming credentials to to have. I bet to claim arena on your on your uh, the first one I played was Daggerfall, and that was when I was a child, and I. Probably played it for like an hour, had no idea what was going on. I don't get it. <laughs> yeah. That's pretty old school, though. Daggerfall. Yeah. Daggerfall was well, I mean, that's the, yeah, that's two. Yeah. Um, and Daggerfall, Morrowind is what really brought the series yeah. to what it is today. I think a lot of people share that sentiment. And yeah, Daggerfall is still, it's a little cartoony. It's like, I don't know, it's weird. Morrowind is more like Skyrim. Yeah. And it's, and that is the first one that came to the original Xbox Mm -hmm. in 2002, I believe it was. Uh, A pretty good port. A, you know, it ran and played very well with the Xbox gamepad. And uh, yeah, it was, Morrowind was a a big deal when it came out on on the original Xbox because 
at that time, you got you got you got to go rewind in, in your head all the way back to the original Xbox when the Xbox is up against the PlayStation Two, which is this this historically dominant Rushing. console yeah. mm-hmm. uh, that that was that was known for having these great JRPGs on it. And the Xbox is a Western console. It's mm-hmm. it's just you know it's this startup project from Microsoft, a you know Western company, and uh, Morrowind cool came Western out. Western RPG. Yeah, Morrowind <laughs> came out before Kotor did, mm. and Morrowind was like the first serious, like hardcore role playing game. It was a Western role playing game, and it that game did a lot for the Xbox. It did a lot for Bethesda too. Yes. <laughs> Uh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, they were in trouble a lot before Morrowind came around. Is that real? Is that true? So, like, not to plug other people's work, but uh, uh, Danny O'Dwyer does those documentaries. Oh, no yeah, yeah, fantastic. He's, he's, he's great, awesome. Yeah, and if away. you go and watch his Bethesda thing, it's this whole saga of them, you know, like taking hits and then trying the next thing. And then eventually it was like, it was finally Morrowind. If I'm remembering correctly, it was finally Morrowind that kind of brought them to where it was like, <laughs> Okay, we have something here. Yeah, uh, because and I'm sure being able to put it on. I they talk about the uh, they talk a whole great deal about it going to consoles for the first time, mm-hmm. and so it's most people's exposure. That's why Morrowind is so popular, right? Because and, it's people's first and time Morrowind playing. never came to PS2. It was right. a console exclusive for the original Xbox. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, the you know the OG Xbox had a bit more horsepower to it than, than the PS2 did. Yep. So yeah, that was a big deal. But then um, I thought we'd kind of go around the table and just share some of our favorite stories about the series because um, well, just settle down <laughs> no I'm just we're literally shooting this for I know today. <laughs> but this is a different format and we can share we can say different stuff than we're going to say on our video that we're going to shoot it's true by the way send me your blurbs for that video please <laughs> I did I was a good boy I didn't I, I, yeah we're doing a I larger honestly don't <laughs> super have one <laughs> we're doing a larger feature on this for IGN but I thought call me when that. you do one for fallout no, yeah, I'll do all the blurbs. I'll do, I'll do I'm a I'm a fantasy nerd boy, not a post-apocalyptic yeah. nerd boy. Uh, no, so that'll fine. be someone. I mean, we fine. we've talked about this before. People, it's just bizarre how Coke and Pepsi. They, it's Coke yeah. and Pepsi, but yeah. people have a mm-hmm. preference, and I'm and I am a an Elder Scrolls. It's like weirdly at their to. core, they're the same thing for yeah. the most part. Like you play it's, uh, it, yeah. Oblivion compared to Fallout Three, and it's yep. like wow, same engine, are, yeah, same, yeah, yep. Uh, what, that's Gamebryo. Oh, yeah. And then eventually Skyrim's creation, and I think they're still on creation. Which itself is still Gamebryo. They just you, uh, which, you know, they rewrote. Yeah, yeah that's why all the it. console commands and all that stuff work. Right. That's over from Gamebryo. This is nerdy said, talk. <laughs> they said Starfield would be the same engine, correct? I don't an, recall. An upgraded version of it? It of wouldn't surprise creation? me. I mean, it's I, probable. It needs been, to be. <laughs> they've been working with it for so long that I'm, you know, I'm sure that they're probably trying to, I'm sure they're maybe rewriting new tools and yeah. making it more. Not to derail, just friendly, that's but, interesting that they've um, been on this. But yeah, for me, you know, I do think. Skyrim's probably the better, the probably the best game in the series, but my heart will always belong to Oblivion. Oblivion, yeah. mm. uh, that dude, game, those opening minutes with Patrick Stewart, Patrick Stewart, oh, oh, so dude. good, God. And, yeah. and the 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 Breaking thing is, the you, you have to, you know, some of you out there might be too young for this. I don't know, but like if you remember back to two thousand, early two thousand six, you know the the, the uh, the 360 had just launched mm-hmm. in no, in November, and the 360 was the HD era. Yeah. Everything mm-hmm. was mandated 720p mm-hmm. minimum resolution. We were going from 
the four three, you know, just CRT yep. TV era of, right. of gaming into the widescreen seven twenty p sixteen by nine HD era. And here comes Oblivion. Remember those component cables. Mm. Yeah, you got to have the component cables to get that 720p going on. Uh, in March, that game came out in March. Yeah. So it was uh, like four months, a little less than four months after the console came out. You drop this. You drop the Elder Scrolls for Oblivion, which it, it was. It was a medieval fantasy role playing world realized in in like the the most visually stunning way that we'd ever seen yeah. at that point in time. That was the game. Like, it was yep. unbelievable. I, mean, I played a gaggle of JRPGs growing up as a kid, so I was used to the 100-hour RPG experience. But there was something about that game um, where you would you would get Western-influenced sort of medieval games before, um, but this was the first one that really was a fully Western-realized world it's like, for it's me like, personally. And, like, getting in there and getting lost was so yeah. uh, just unique. It's it's early games like that. And I'm sure this started in Morrowind. But, like, they're the ones that coined that whole, like, you see those mountains over there? You can go there yeah. kind of deal. Yeah. That, you know, it's Morrowind and Oblivion that kind of... You know, push that right. down. Where yeah, like, the JRPGs weren't open world like that. Yeah. Well, that and then time. like decisions, like actual impacts. Oblivion more than Skyrim. Like you kill someone and they're dead. <laughs> like uh, the the choices you make actually, you know, has ripple effects. And then factions being able to thieves guild and dark brotherhood and all that. Turn stuff. All with That's their own all, quest line. Turn into yeah. a vampire. Come exactly, on. and it's just like. Where is all this coming from? There's so much in that game. Doesn't Skyrim have like an endless quest system also? That yeah, they but they're they become a little redundant. Yeah, it's, it's like, not that great that stuff. Yeah, it's it is there, mm-hmm. but um, yeah, I mean it's the like, the it's like Destiny or Anthem, the Dark events. Brotherhood quest line as mm-hmm. one of the it's a completely optional. All that stuff yeah. you just mentioned, Mark, you don't have to do any of it. Yeah, yeah. it's I, just I don't all even there. Know if people know that, like, you can be a vampire in Skyrim, right, and stuff like that, or or a werewolf, or or a werewolf, or yeah. you can become the world's greatest assassin through the Dark Brotherhood line, yep. which is, it's I mean I mean it's it's mechanically something to do, but mm-hmm. the writing and the storytelling on those yeah. sort of uh, faction yes. quest silos are incredible. You can become the world's greatest assassin. You can become the world's greatest fighter. You can mm-hmm. become the world's smartest mage. Like, yeah. there's so much in that game that just is there. And they're, they're those all those uh, guild quest lines, they're like five to ten hours each. Yeah. yeah. To, to each. So <laughs> I did them all. Yeah. Oh, I, yeah. I mean, I, you got you to gotta be like the multi-functional person. I, mean, I believe... Yeah. If I remember, I think I I got every all thousand achievement points in that game before the expansions, before they added. Like, well done. Uh, yeah, because uh, so my story that I alluded to at the top with you reminded me of your your Sekiro review experience. So I was working for OXM at the time, of course, and uh, you know, so it's magazines, longer lead time, <laughs> and also games were done when they yeah. ahead of time. They weren't like, oh, well, we have the day one patch that fixes everything. So we'd arranged for an exclusive review with Bethesda, and Ooh, I flew out to then. their office, yeah. um, which is underground. It's literally underground. <laughs> Seriously, you yeah, you go you go so in the like office shield. building and you go you go you go down. <laughs> this is it's this it, this is in Maryland, right? Yeah, it's the same Rockville, building? Maryland, the same building they're in now. I haven't been there in many many years. I don't. I don't think they've moved. I think they're still in that Well, space. no wonder they made Fallout. They basically turned their <laughs> office into a vault. Yeah, but anyway, so that I, I spent uh, four days 
playing 11 hours a day. I just, 44 hours. In a conference room? In a conference They'd room. They'd bring you a sandwich at one. And I yeah. was staying, there was a hotel literally next door. So I'd just walk at the end of the night. Jesus. Walk next that sounds door. sounds like the life. Back to bed. <laughs> and uh, of any game in my life to effectively live in like that, yeah. where it's just like every waking moment for four days, that was, I mean, I this lived. In, I lived. No, this was Oblivion. Oh, Oblivion. Okay. I, li- I lived in that medieval fantasy world, and I I loved it. Mm. Oh my god, it was that so. Like a cool experience. It was so much fun. Uh, I think I think I gave that game a nine point five at the time <laughs> as well. I didn't um, copy you. I didn't copy you. Yeah, you did. <laughs> but uh, and then oh, I and then when Mitchell. what the, the one thing that stunk back then was so. I, you know, my I couldn't transfer my progress. It was basically I was playing mm-hmm. a final build, but off a dev kit, effectively. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So I had to start over when the final retail game That's the came out because I played it it's way hard way a- ahead of time to make the review for OXM to get it out to print on time. But I so I spent forty four hours and four days on it, and then I I ended up doing another. It was cl- I think it was another like eighty hours in that yeah. game at home, and yeah I. And, and then the Blood Moon, or um, wait, no, Blood Moon was uh, not Blood Moon. What was the expansion for Oblivion? I'm blanking on it now. I can't even remember what I ate for lunch yesterday. I know. <laughs> anyway, there's the I expansion. Don't, I, don't know the um, I actually never beat Oblivion either. Really? Me, me neither. I beat yeah. Skyrim. What's interesting about Oblivion? So I think Skyrim has a better story than Oblivion does. Like the the. The second time I played through Oblivion, which was, again, when the retail final copy came out, mm-hmm. I basically got the story out of the way. I just I blew through the main quest line and then just had all the amazing stuff of the, of the world left right. to me, like all, all the guild quest lines and all the random things you could stumble on. Because the, the one annoying thing about Oblivion's story for me was you'd get the, the portals that would open up. Yeah, that's where I quit. Uh, one, and and you'd you just be wandering the world, and all of a sudden, boop, a portal opens up, and some dudes pour out, and yeah. you got to take care of them. It's, so you got to finish the main quest to end that. Oh, I misunderstood. Um, the portals where you actually go to the Nine Hells or whatever they're Yeah, that, that's a little tedious as well. Yeah. But, like, by the third time, I was in a tower in, in Hell, and I was, like, skulking <laughs> right. through, and Daedric Princes were, like, killing me. I'm like, yeah, I'll come back to this, and I never did. <laughs> But no man, one knows yeah, I mean, there Oblivion was, is is Elder Scrolls Hell. Yeah, <laughs> but the you know the the capital city in, mm-hmm. in uh, which had and all the you know their big a big thing that they touted at the time, which you know worked pretty well. It wasn't perfect, but all the NPCs had programmed daily routines. Right, yeah, right. So you'd see all these people in town. They'd all have stuff to do, and just man, what was that? Was it Cyrodiil? That was Cyrodiil a, was the the, the province. Con- the con- country. Um, I'm blanking on the city name. The yeah. the capital city. It might have even been like. The Imperial City, or something. I think you, I think you might be right. Tamriel is the world. Mm-hmm. Cyrodiil was the the country. Yes, where where Oblivion is set. But um, yeah, I mean, and and Oblivion just did. It was that was such a big deal for the Xbox 360. Because again, remember the PS3 wasn't out yet. Yeah, mm-hmm. it, it was. It wouldn't be out for six more months. So I just. I love that game so much, and even now talking about it makes me want to go back and play it. I would also argue well, that Skyrim was a big deal for the Xbox 360 because the PS3 version, how I originally played it, Oh, my God, it, I forgot about was that. was terrible. It was straight broken. As as your QuickTime saves, like most PS3 people will remember this, as your QuickTime saves uh, got bigger and bigger. Right. You know, because the game would just 
quick save all the time. Uh, if it got to like five MB or something, which isn't even that nuts, no, the game would just yeah be destroyed. Yeah. Sort of it was it was almost unplayable. Like at that point, yeah, I remember when that happened, and so that's when I switched to 360, and that's what I played that game on. Well, funny you mentioned wanting to go back and play it because uh, in celebration of the Elder Scrolls 25th anniversary, um, Bethesda is actually doing a whole bunch of crazy cool stuff. Um, right off the bat, you could... <laughs> it's over now, right? kind of sucks. Well, maybe. Yeah. I, I'm not 100% sure. I haven't checked. You could have gotten Morrowind for free yesterday. They were mm-hmm. giving away free PC codes if you redeem a code. But... Uh, whatever the reason was, um, the code was uh, reporting as invalid for just about everybody. And oh, no. people were having trouble signing into their Bethesda account, so they couldn't actually even try to redeem the code. Um, I'm not sure if they extended it because of that. But in addition to that, uh, all the way through early April, they're going to be having pretty deep discounts on uh, the the entirety of the series, I think. Nice. Um, you can already get those for pretty, pretty cheap, cheap on nowadays. Steam. Yeah, yeah, but up to like 50% off. No. on the Bethesda store. Uh, I put up a, a new story yesterday about it. You can go check that out. But there's, you know, a 25th anniversary card back in Elder Scrolls Legends, which is their collectible card game. Um, Elder Scrolls Online is doing free, uh, play for free weekend trials uh, in the lead up to Elsewire, their, their new uh, mm-hmm. expansion. expansion coming yep. out. But yeah, just a, there's a bunch of cool stuff uh, going on all throughout the Elder Scrolls uh, franchise. So... Um, just check out that uh, that new story if you're interested. Um, you know, the, you you can usually get something for free or something cool if you log into Skyrim. You get a cool piece of jewelry and and all that stuff. So, uh, if you're a fan of that series, go check it out. So I think yeah, uh, the three you are all you guys are all Pepsi guys, right? You guys are all Fallout guys. No, I'm a I'm a Coke boy. Yeah, yeah? He's, Coca-Cola. He, so always. I'm definitely more Fallout. Yeah, for sure. Like I uh, I would say Skyrim is probably the first like Elder Scrolls that I actually legitimately got into mm-hmm. and I love that game. But yeah, give me give me the Fallout setting any day versus uh you know. It's is someone told me a, a story a long time. I think it was on I think it was Max Scoville. I was on a podcast when I and he was saying that like the reason he likes Elder Scrolls versus Fallout is like he loves going into a cave that, like, theoretically no one's ever been in or yeah. haven't been in in forever, right? And it's like with Fallout, you're going into places that people have been in just a few hundred years ago. And died in. But for some yeah. reason, to me, that's more tantalizing, walking into yeah. a house and seeing, like, table placements and stuff right. like that. And it's like these people had to just leave or they died here. So, yeah, mm-hmm. I'm definitely more of a post-apocalyptic fallout fan fair enough Destin? i did the uh i did the wiki for skyrim so i so he hates it now. <laughs> i know all the quest lines and everything for that game i found out a way to farm the really rare pieces to make the daedric armor i think yes and that video blew up and uh my first million view video was a skyrim video for ign and uh i'm sad to say it's an arrow to the knee montage <laughs> And uh, <laughs> you're that guy. Yeah. yeah. And uh, yeah, I, I was looking at it, it has 1.4 million views. And it's just me shooting people in the leg. <laughs> I think I've watched this before I worked at IGN. Yeah. It ends with him saying, like, I used to be an adventurer like yeah. you. It's just the song. <laughs> it is. It's just dudes getting shot in the knee. And me shooting dudes in the knee. That's all it is. And I was so depressed. 
because I had worked on a lot of like interesting features that weren't shooting people in the knee montages that didn't quite get to a million. They got found close. out what worked, <laughs> and then it's like. Ah, shoot him in the knee a whole bunch, and you'll get 1.4 million views. <laughs> and I was like, great. <laughs> it reminds me of, uh, what was it, Battlefield, whatever the last Battlefield was, Battlefield 1, uh, Duggan was doing, like, comprehensive walkthroughs. Mm-hmm. And we were doing best ways to play, and we were doing, like, here's how to get really good. And then he posted a video, which is just killing a guy using the smallest gun of all. Oh, I know. Yeah. And it hit, like, 2 million in a week. That video is legendary. Yeah. 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 Um, it Tiniest gun. One of my, I don't know if we're still doing this, but my favorite memory of Skyrim isn't one singular one. It's the, um, there is an achievement called Oblivion Walker, uh, and it is basically completing all of the Daedric side quest lines. And a Daedric is basically like a uh, a demigod or a demon, um, but they're they're like really cool armor sets. Otherworldly princes, not just armor. Uh, a lot of times it's uh, weapons or items, um, but it is a 14 quest Wow. Uh, chain, I guess you would call it. And before I started working at IGN, uh, the very first sort of video series I ever made was an Oblivion uh, Walker, sort of an achievement walkthrough to get this. And it was me and my buddy who was a YouTuber at the time. I think I don't think he does it anymore. But uh, I basically recorded all of this going through every mission step by step. <laughs> and then we sat down and we commentated it over it. It ended up being about 15 videos over three wow. hours nice. for this walkthrough. Um, it was the very first thing I ever did. And it, it kind of made me realize, like, oh, yeah, I could probably do this for a living. And, and all these years later, here I am. But that... Here he is, a YouTuber still. YouTuber. Uh, <laughs> but that those quest lines were incredible. Yeah, not, been, not, this really makes me want to play Skyrim again. Not just, not just the fun of them. I mean, there's one where you go out with a, with a Daedra and uh, you go out on for a night of heavy drinking. And then the quest is the next morning you have to piece together what went on last night. And like, oh, you a, should really play Red Dead then. There's a, oh, yeah, I know exactly what you're talking there's, about. There's a hag or a witch that you like married last night. And then there's a goat that you have to find who's being herded by a giant. Uh, <laughs> there, are, there are other quests where there's like, there's this kid who's like, yeah, I talked to the lady behind the door. And the quest is called the Whispering Door. And you go up and she's like, talking to the kid and like telling him to do bad things <laughs> it's these these quests are so incredible you go to a haunted house and they're just they're so amazing and they're so awesome uh it's some of the best voice acting i've i've heard in side quests in a game um but skyrim just blows me away with like sort of how diverse and how interesting even just like non-critical missions can be and and a sort of a final point to this conversation is to just look ahead and and realize Couple things. One, uh, you know how between Grand Theft Auto games, like between GTA Four and Five, there was such a buildup of anticipation because it had been a number of years. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, that is a hundred percent what's going to happen when oh, Elder Scrolls God. Six starts finally spinning up because you know they're not even making it yet. They're making Starfield. Yeah, they're making yeah. Star. It just, Starfield's probably a few years away. So probably. If not next year, yeah, maybe the year after. Yeah, I mean, yeah. it's you know, it's basically it's a next gen game, but um, yeah, we're looking we're looking at a long wait for Elder Scrolls Six, but that 
Elder Scrolls will have skipped an entire console generation. Yeah, if that you is don't how count long the wait. Special edition, which yeah, I don't. You which don't. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah for, the game came out November eleventh, two thousand eleven. That's right, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11. And so it will be over ten years. Well, yeah. over ten years because it's you're definitely not getting Elder Scrolls six in two thousand twenty-one. No, that's not happening. Well, maybe closer you to may 15. not even you may not even get Starfield in that time. Yeah, it might be fifteen <laughs> years between yeah. Elder Scrolls five and Elder Scrolls six. So it'll be quite the event. That will be huge. Like if I'm already, if I'm a, if I'm a game publisher, I'm, I'm already getting out of the way of Elder Scrolls yeah. Six in my in my product calendar. We'll all be dead. I hope not. O- old age. It'll be interesting to see. <laughs> I mean, really. Brian, I hope not. <laughs> there really are only a few properties that can pull that off. Yes. Yeah. Uh, I mean, whatever Rockstar does, obviously, yeah. Grand Theft Auto uh, and Red Dead mm-hmm. um, pull that off. Elder Scrolls pulls that off. Was, yeah, the year that comes out, the the month that comes out, like that's all anybody's going to think about, and then it'll come out, and for the next month or two, that's all anybody. Which is crazy play. because Elder Scrolls came out eleven, eleven, eleven. Dark Souls came out ten, fifteen, eleven. So like, yeah, uh, that's where the meme uh, Winter Dark Souls came from. That's that's right. Thanks, Mark. Remember, guys, bringing that up. Remember Winter Dark well, Souls? Yeah, let's not, <laughs> we all remember. Um, so those two games separated by a month, which is crazy to think of uh skyrim clearly uh, sort of got the better of that that release window but mm-hmm. what a good year 11 was right it was yeah. yeah good times all right uh let's move on quickly here we're already yapping away quite a bit more details leaking on the all digital xbox one s allegedly but this is a uh, windows central they're reporting on this has been really solid so they report that they have received product images of the upcoming console, and uh, they describe them as basically, as you might expect, almost visually identical to the S minus the disk drive and eject button, mm-hmm. effectively. Uh, and this was a point, so when we talked about this last, which was probably about a, three, four weeks ago now. We hard ta- drive. Yeah, hard drive size. It looks like it's uh, apparently it's going to be a one terabyte hard drive and will include codes for Sea of Thieves, Minecraft, and Forza Horizon 3. Oh, yes, nice. 3, not 4. Um, no pricing has been revealed, but Windows Central reports that it will have the lowest uh, suggested retail price of all Xbox One consoles, which is the point, right? That's part of mm-hmm. the point. So um, launch date, May 7th, rumored. Mm-hmm. Not, don't take it quite uh, as, as gospel yet, but probably pretty close to that, again, because uh, yeah, Windows Central has been on top of of this particular product thus far. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, so I, I wouldn't have expected any kind of radical redesign from the from an aesthetic perspective on right. this. I'm not at all surprised that it's just it's just um, Neo from the Matrix when Mr. Smith just wipes away his <laughs> his mouth. I mean, the S is already like so compact yeah. that I would assume that this is going to weigh a little less. But for the most part, like. Just removing the disk drive, I don't think, is is enough for them to really make it any smaller than right. it already is. You can get an I think S, it'll just weigh less. You can get an S for like two hundred bucks right now. I'm just looking for, at the one terabyte models. Yeah, is, I, but is the is the regular retail price two or two fifty at this point on the one terabyte? I'm looking at Walmart, and they're selling it for two hundred nine ninety plus hmm. shipping. Okay, and then like you can get it cheaper on way cheaper on uh, other other. I thought places. it was I thought it was two fifty. But I, it, I could be wrong. It seems like 250 was the MSRP. And yeah. Since then, it's been going, you know, down. So I wonder yeah. if this guy will be 
199 or maybe 179 mm. even. I think what's cool about this is if you if this obviously isn't for the hardcore, but like right. if it, you know this fall if somebody wants an Xbox, you get this, you get a 3 to a year month subscription of Game Pass. Yep. You got you've got quite the console on your hands. Sure do. That's for a great not point. a lot of money. Ton of games. Yeah. And, and for yeah, for cheap Amazon one terabyte bundles are on sale right now for like two thirty seven, discounted from two ninety nine ninety nine. Okay, so, so those, are, those are bundles. So there's bundles, just bundles. Yeah. yeah, there's a huge sale just on Xbox One S's right now. So yeah, liquidation. Mm-hmm. It's interesting. Yeah. I mean, uh, it being cheap. Oh, here's the standard. Oh, it's discontinued. That's why it's two hundred bucks. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Mm. It it being cheaper. I mean, I think we were speculating that. Totally I think one sense. of you said thought it might be one fifty. Not somebody at the table had that said that. That's crazy low. It could be. It could have been. Could happen. It could have been me because I was pretty adamant that this has to be cheaper yeah. than a regular. I think I said low. Um, I, I went. I, I think it has to low. be cheaper because at the end of the day, you're also not getting a Blu-ray player, right? So right. That, you know, that's which has always Absolutely. kind of been built in uh, for consoles. An ultra, a 4K Blu-ray player, I right? Add too. Yeah. yeah. Right. So that's, that's just gone now. This matters. is literally. A game slash Netflix mm-hmm. streaming device. Yeah. That's, what, that's what I was saying. Is like the perception is it's going to be a less than or incomplete version of the console, so it needs to be priced accordingly. Yeah, to me, this is this is a, a second room or kids room console right, yeah. type of deal. Yeah, so, no sort of off topic. My ex's Blu-ray player acts super weird. Like it'll just drop audio Wait, in the middle. Your One X's Xbox or one your X. X is Xbox One X. Okay. I, I I process yeah. that. I was like, as well, your like, X hey, is, your X is blue no, no, no. player. Okay, X, that's a weird thing. Xbox One X. Like it'll just drop audio. I have to pause it and then huh. it'll like catch up. So hmm. please update the software. <laughs> weird. <laughs> Might be your drive. I've it's I don't use really mine weird. much, but I've not had a problem with it. Yeah, I just watched Iron Man and it did it. So. Iron Man One. Hell that, yeah, yeah. That's a great movie. Yeah. Uh, Rick, I haven't I'm just w- glad it wasn't three. Uh, my girlfriend and I are catching up on MCU. She doesn't watch a lot of movies, so yeah. like I got to watch all the Star Wars movies with her and nice. see her reaction to Luke and Leia, that whole thing. <laughs> and uh, and now I'm watching. They're related. The, now I'm watching the Marvel movies. We just watched Captain America, and she's like, "How? Why is he so small?" <laughs> oh. <laughs> I'm like, "Just like, just just <laughs> just wait." Spoilers. Awesome. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, if you are, as Mark says, if you're in the market for. A second Xbox. This could fit the. Bill I also like that this is the. Nicely. This is the. This is like one of three console leaks because like all the Switch stuff is kind of leaking yeah. as well. Yeah, I'm sure <laughs> they'll be talking about that on NBC this week. Yeah, I'll be curious to see what's going on over there. I'm still curious, like what this is for, or who this is for. This product, not to get it too deep into the woods, but yeah, I mean, we kind of talked about it the first time around. Yeah, this, but you know, just, maybe testing, you know, testing the waters. I'm wondering a super cheap version of the console to be adopted by uh, people who primarily game on the PS4 uh, for Game Pass. Mm-hmm. Is what I'm thinking. Maybe, or like you said, like maybe a streaming box as well. Yeah. But, but as far as a gamer core goes, to me, this seems like, oh, you haven't adopted an Xbox One yet because you know you have your yeah. PS4 and that's fine. But you buy this for 150 or 180 dollars uh, and get a couple months of Game Pass, and suddenly you're playing all the games that you. Yeah, and that's why I think it's yeah. just, it's just the cheapest way to get people through the door. Yeah, true. like like you're either going you, at this point if you don't have an Xbox. This is like their last ditch attempt, in my opinion, to sure. be like, 
guys, we've made it as cheap as we can. This we is them continually features. crossing out the price and yeah. writing it next to it. Yeah. yeah, it's like this is this is their last ditch attempt to get an Xbox into people's houses. I think it, the, for for uh, yeah. people who don't already have and one. and get you into the ecosystem. Yeah, right for next the, gen. Right, and then the second you try out Game Pass, you're like, whoa, this is awesome. I truly, exactly. I truly believe that Game Pass and, is turning into their sort of marquee product. Absolutely, yeah, I agree. No, it's awesome. Like to me, this screams Game Pass machine. Yeah, absolutely. And, oh, yeah. And the way the Game Pass has been going, like the fact that like Shadow of the Tomb Raider is already on there. Because yeah. I was just looking this past weekend at PlayStation Now, and I didn't realize that you could download PS4 and PS2 games now. Mm-hmm. Like It's not just a streaming service. Now, of the 750 games, probably 600 of them are PS3, and you can't download PS3 yet. And I was like, okay, so PlayStation Now is kind of like... That's weird. It's a lot better now that you can download Super PS4 fit. games. But, like, its biggest problem is, like, the best PS4 game it has on there is, like, it's, like, For Honor and, uh, like, Mortal Kombat 10. Yeah. And Alien Nation, stuff like that. And then it's, like, uh, and, yeah, it's, like, 20 bucks a month still. Ooh. And it's, like, for Game Pass, you're spending 10 bucks. And you the, immediately and get you're every getting so exclusive. Yeah, you get, you get Games Day 1. That's mm-hmm. exclusives. Yep. And then, and like then I said, the third party stuff on there is actually really admirable. Yeah, Shadow of the Tomb Raider is on there already. That game's only a few months old. Just Cause 4 is already on there. Yeah. That game's only a few months old. Yep. Like all the fallouts are on there now. Like, and it's ev- a, every it's month. Crazy deal. Every month on Inside Xbox, they're like, okay, yeah. what new games are we bringing to Game Pass? And it's always like a dirty dozen of new well, games. Well, an idea at Xbox just did an event today. About yeah. A bunch of stuff coming to Game Pass. And it's really cool. Oh, it's also there uh, that new that new update for State of Decay is out today. I believe. Oh yeah, choose your own apocalypse. Choose your own apocalypse. <laughs> yes, still rolling strong as well. I got the anniversary of Sea of Thieves coming up. Uh, it already came up, didn't it? Wasn't Mar- it March, March something? March twenty fifth. So it was yesterday. Something like that. I, I reviewed <laughs> it. I should know. Yeah, you should know. Um, uh, I do, uh, I'll look I, it up while we move on. Uh, yeah, I again. I know I keep saying it. I need to just do it. I want to get back into that game. Well, yeah, we were just talking about it on the car ride in because of all the updates that yeah. No Man's Sky has been yes. seeing, and it's like oh, that crap. game has gone from 2016 being this like empty shell of a game to a game with an incredible amount of features. Right, <laughs> and March twentieth. Uh, uh, so my wife was just saying about how like. She wants Sea of Thieves to get that same treatment. She yeah. wants Sea of Thieves two years later to be like, man, if you didn't like Sea of Thieves at Vanilla, you'll you'll like it now because yeah. it's yeah. They're on we had, their way. We had a lot of fun with that. It I is mean, going to get re-reviewed by IGN at some point. Yeah, yeah. soon. I mean, I and uh, I confess, like I have not fired up Sea of Thieves in many months. Like, yeah, I haven't played it since since you know close ish to launch. Yeah. So, you know, I'm going to be coming at it. Whenever I do fire it up again, I'm going to be coming at it from uh, that sort of day one kind of perspective. And I'm really right. curious to see how my sort of what my reaction to it if now crew, is going right. to be. If you need well, a crew. Of maybe, course, that's the whole point. I, yes, I need a crew. Maybe we'll maybe we'll sync this up for the re-review as well. But yes. they've, they've added a ton of expansions with a lot of new features. And they actually invited us up to their studio. And those are all free updates too, right? Oh, uh, yes. Everything yeah. is Oh, yeah. That's awesome. All so the you content just, is free. You buy the game and you're done. Um, yeah. Or get Game Pass. Mm-hmm. Or get Game Pass. <laughs> okay. You can play for $10 a month. And that's yep. really where Game Pass sh- uh, shines. It's like, yes, you can play big-budget games. And people are like, well, how do you make money? Well, you make money by those games that keep you coming back. So, mm-hmm. like, mm-hmm. oh, for 10 bucks a month to play Sea of Thieves? Yeah. yeah. I'll do Let's that. Let's see what's new. Also, yeah. all this other stuff. But they've added so much mechanically, and they actually – 
uh, are just revealing all the stuff they have planned for, or not all of it, but a lot of the year stuff two stuff. Year two. Yeah. So like they are adding those things that that game needs, which is non-critical content like fishing. Mm-hmm. You're going to be able to fish and right. see if these and the uh, are they calling it the arena? Is that is that what it's called? Uh, yeah, I, can't, the, I think it's the arena. Yeah. But yeah, they're adding a PvP like a an honest so to goodness PvP mode. They're hard at work. Yes, yeah. getting it done. That's great. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, games with gold for April have been announced. Thankfully, before we came in here to record, you've got the Technomancer. Uh, if you've never played the Technomancer or any of the games like it, it's from a, a, a Parisian developer, French developer called uh, Spiders. Uh, and they make all their games. They made uh, of orcs and men. They made uh, they made Bound by Flame. They made Mars Warlogs, and they're all pretty good RPGs. Yeah, uh, that are very big, and they've all kind of got that Batman Arkham Asylum combat style. And mm-hmm. they're also a little janky. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you're just looking to like explore a new world, they're not bad. And their engine is called the Silk Engine, so you can say it's Spider's Silk Engine, um, mm-hmm. which is kind of clever. Well, spiders spin silk, right? That's the whole point. Welcome to the conversation. <laughs> Use it now. <laughs> anyway. Uh, anyway, so yeah, the Technomancer. Never and, played that uh, one myself, but I played a couple of their others. Outcast Second Contact. Uh, meanwhile, backwards compatible. So if you're either on 360 or playing on Xbox One in compatibility, uh, you've got Star Wars Battlefront 2, the original Xbox version. How about that? Mm-hmm. That's crazy. It's pretty cool. It's so crazy to me that there are two... Two Battlefront 2s. Two Battle- games called Star Wars Battlefront 2. Two Star War Battlefront <laughs> and two Star Wars Battlefront 2. And then uh, <laughs> I reviewed this for OXM back in the day. Tom Clancy's Ghost Recon Advanced Warfighter 2. Graw 2. Which I remember was turned around. That game came out like 11 months after Ghost Recon Advanced Warfighter. Which Graw 1 was. was right at the same time, the same month that uh, the aforementioned Oblivion came out. It was that oh. March 2006, that early window in the 360 life cycle. And then, the, yeah, I think it was like the end of February of, 20, uh, of 2007 is when, when Ubisoft got uh, Graw 2 turned around. It's, uh, it was really good at the time. I don't know how it's held up since. I haven't looked at it since it came out. I don't know. I was always a, a Rainbow Six guy rather than a Grau guy, but I do remember watching my friend play it, and it was gorgeous back then. It was stunning. And then he turned invisible, and I'm like, what is this nonsense? <laughs> <laughs> but it's how we do. It's how we do. Uh, so, there you go. There's uh, Games with Gold for April. Meanwhile, Destin, Mark. Just Destin. It wouldn't be Mortal Kombat without Liu Kang, Kung Lao, and Jax, and they are indeed confirmed to return Definitely. Mortal Kombat 11. Uh, I think it would still be Mortal Kombat without Jax, but whatever. It's cool <laughs> that he's there. <laughs> Mr. Mr. Metal Arms is yes. back. Uh, Kung Lao, though, the hat toss, man. He's my guy. He yeah. was my main. Like mm-hmm. the, 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 We didn't Dirty. even use the term my main, main back, back mm-hmm. then, but mm-hmm. yeah, back in the original Mortal Kombat 2 mm-hmm. days, which is when Kung Lao was introduced, he right. was he was my guy. He was my main. Yeah, he's, he's really, really fun. And... Uh, it's good to see these guys come back, and I like how they're playing with sort of the time mechanic. Yeah, in this I saw trailer. this trailer for the first time mm-hmm. yesterday, and it's mm-hmm. very cool. Yeah, so like uh, Giras, he he's a time manipulator. Yeah, he shows up, he throws his hat and cuts off his head. He's like, "Well, that was a pretty easy fight." <laughs> and then, of course, he like like puts himself back together. Right. But uh, it's just really fun. I'm really excited to experience the story of Mortal Kombat, actually. Yeah. Because can you uh, stop and repeat that something I never quick. thought yeah, I'd right? hear anyone <laughs> right? <laughs> I love the story. Since I know the nine, trailers make it look. So much 
fun. Yeah, nine was pretty decent. Ten was even better, and now eleven. It's like Johnny Cage has his sass going on, mm-hmm. and it's yeah. really fun to see him interacting with his daughter and, and his, his wife, younger and the, self. Yeah. Yeah. There's, yeah. Old, there's, young, there's yeah. like middle aged Johnny Cage. All, yeah. of, all of these characters like meet each other, <laughs> and then those um, those Nether Realm uh, moments where like the two characters come out and they have that sort of dynamic conversation. Those mm-hmm. are really interesting to see when you have yeah. young Johnny Cage and old Johnny Cage. Because uh-huh. young Johnny Cage is like, I do all my own stunts, and he's wearing a purple members only jacket yeah. with like gross aviators and old Johnny Cage is like man I have people to do that for me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah it's really really fun to see especially him he has some great quips I, I put together a montage from an event we were at recently be sure you check that out I watched and, that entire video right it just, it just kept going I think there's it a just double kept going I'm pretty sure there's a double dragon reference within there <laughs> and then uh, there's just so many good good one-liners that he has and that's not even all of them so yeah yeah my goodness. Yeah. And, and it's just, I mean, and I mention this not only because it's of interest to Mortal Kombat fans, but boy, how you tip tip the hat to the uh, marketing and PR department at Warner Brothers and NetherRealm because I, I think they have just played this entire campaign, the run up to this release, which is now one month away. Mm-hmm. They've just played it perfectly. Well, it's, it's, got, the, it's got like that air of confidence to it. Yes. Like they know what they have is awesome. And they're and they know they know what it is, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Like it's, it's not, so self-aware. Yes, yeah. yeah. And it just it looks like every time I see this game again, I I don't play fighting games anymore. I just I fell I fell out of them because I'm just no you know I, now it's like a it's a esport. It's like mm-hmm. a serious competition, and that's that's great. But it's just like I don't have. I'm just not a part of that. Yeah, um, it's a lot of work finding someone is. to play against yeah like in the IGN office like you can't play against Destin or Mitchell because it's just like it's not fun for you and it's probably honestly not fun for them (laughs) no it's fun for us I remember I remember (laughs) playing Injustice 2 against you and I was using Black Adam and you got so pissed that that's such a cheap character you switched to Batman and just stomped me (laughs) for like I was like oh all right you're gonna do the all right let's I'm just gonna switch to my main really quick and (laughs) my main you want to do it again (laughs) but uh but yeah my point is that like I don't play this. I probably won't even play Mortal Kombat 11 if I'm being honest with myself. I just want to watch the movie. I just want I, every <laughs> yeah. time it's yeah. on a screen, I want to watch it. Yeah. Whether it's a story, the story or a fatality mm-hmm. or even just the gameplay with the like the what is it the brutality the ones where the they br- like yep. break the bones oh, and yeah. stuff like oh, yeah. I I cannot get enough of watching this video game. Mm-hmm. It looks it is just so much fun. We're gonna be streaming. We're gonna be streaming the uh, the beta tomorrow, actually. So you'll get nice. to see a little bit of gameplay, some of those intro quips, and Mitchell will probably beat the crap out of everybody. <laughs> He's been playing a lot of Eleven. So what yeah. time is that? Do you know? It's well. I mean, it opens at eight a.m. So if you got in, you know, check your code. What but time our, are we? Yeah, our stream is. I actually 10. don't know. I think it's at ten. Okay, so I think meaning, it's tomorrow, today. meaning Wednesday, the twenty mm-hmm. seventh of March. We will be streaming that base. Are you guys going for an hour or two hours? If you missed it, watch the VOD. It is uh, 11 to 1. Okay, two hours. Mm -hmm. 11 a.m. Pacific. Yeah, Yeah, I just, I forgot I signed up for the beta and I got the code and I was like, ooh. I sent it out to everybody. So, yeah, first time checking it out. Hey, do this. It'll It'll be good for you. All right, good stuff. Let's do uh, the loot box here. Let's go around the table. So, uh, gamertag Rolo R zero L zero. Maybe unless it's a Star Wars play, I'm not sure, but I'm going to guess it's Rolo. Uh, asks, 
Who would you pick if you could hang out with any vi- one video game character for a day? And what would you do? Hmm. What would you do with them? Such a broad question. Yeah. <laughs> it's fun. There's That's a- the point of the loot box. We open it up and we don't know what's inside. I, I don't I don't have an answer. I don't know. Doom guy. And we'd kill just, demons. We just fist bump. <laughs> Uh, well, that actually the, does sound fun, right? <laughs> well, I mean, in a world where you hang out with Doom Guy, apparently there's also a world infested with demons. So it's sort of <laughs> yeah. a double-edged sword. Yeah, but Doom Guy's killing them all. I hope he You're gets fun. them all. What's that? Hope he gets them all. He's like, hey, yeah. yo, Mark, that was a great day. Take it easy and remember, stay cool. And he missed one in your room. Don't and do drugs, Bruh. kids. <laughs> Doom Guy sounds weird now. <laughs> Doom Guy, Guy skateboards and really likes Doom pizza. Guy says only you can prevent forest fires. <laughs> he wears a cool backwards hat. And he has a mustache. <laughs> Poor Doom guy. What have we done? Drives a sweet Trans Am. <laughs> hey, I guys, would, uh, I've been asleep for thousands of years in this sarcophagus thing. i got to catch up on my pop culture, so we're in the 90s right now. It's backwards hats, and it's rads and dudes and awesomes. Hey, forget about it. <laughs> there, there's a lot of ways you go with this. Initially, I was like, man, I, I just want to hang out with Master Chief and go through all of his like training exercises, not while he's like, in That's combat or something. It would be really cool <laughs> to see like what does a Spartan actually do, and what's the human equivalent. He's just or, like, been pressing because he's a superhuman <laughs> that, that'd be really good but then i was like oh wait i could like go on a date with samus if i was single <laughs> joanna dark maybe i don't know because like you could go you could go that route with sure it. you could go yeah. that route you could go it. the cartoon route and hang out with conquer or something in his weird fantastic smoking world. cigars cursing yeah. up a storm mm-hmm. It's sort of uh, sort need of for like speed a, you could just drive any yeah. dream car you've ever wanted sure. and do street races it, it's re- it's a tough question to answer. I'd have to. I'd need more time to think about it. I think that. Is, I mean, this is a good one. Um, yeah. I mean, I sure Grand Theft Auto comes to mind because. Oh yeah. Why wouldn't I want to run amok with Trevor or Michael? Yeah. Well, a lot no. of reasons you okay. wouldn't want to hang out with Trevor. Hold Maybe on. Michael. Hold on. This says if you could pick one, one. character to hang out with, right. it doesn't say you go to that world. Whatever you oh, do, so wait. there are consequences. <laughs> so they're, so oh. they're, in, they're in our world yes. or we're in their world? So now Michael's You don't make the rules, guy. Brandon. <laughs> All right. Yeah, that's fair. So uh, wait, I'm, I in Doom guy. This. I'm with Doom Guy in San Francisco. <laughs> that's what I'm thinking. That's what I'm thinking. There's like, a lot of demons They come to your here. house and hang out with you for a day. Well, that changes the equation quite a bit. Well, I, I, I guess it's open to interpretation. <laughs> Maybe you do go to their world. Do you want to go to a hellscape Mars? <laughs> well, Mark does. If Master Chief came here, he'd be like, can you bench 900 pounds? He'd be like, I can bench like 90 pounds. <laughs> That's why you were like, I didn't go with Master Chief. And I'm like, can he's we, not even going to fit in your door. <laughs> can we move the decimal point on that, on that bench? Box? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I just don't have decimal points. <laughs> yes, they do. You just take the weight off. Did, Brandon. I'm bringing it down. I'm bringing it down. I'm sorry that I have to be the pragmatic one here. I'm the realist. Uh, Realistically, I'd want something that would mechanically benefit my life moving forward. So I'd probably hang out with a character who could get into slippery spaces and get out on notice and then just like rob crime lords all day. So Sam Fisher? Sam Fisher or like a Spider-Man or maybe Nightcrawler or someone who can like bam in and out. Sam Fisher would not like hanging out with any of us. No, he well, he wouldn't like <laughs> he hanging out with anyone. He doesn't like people. He doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Just, just yeah. Picturing a kid who's like Max Payne, and then there's a 45 year old guy hanging out on your couch. <laughs> He's just drunk, like, blackout drunk, with <laughs> yeah. like bottles of pills everywhere. Yep. It's like he yep. smells. <laughs> <laughs>
what if video game characters came to the IGN office? They're just a holes yeah. <laughs> like the whole time. Someone's going to yeah. be like Kratos from God of War, and I'm like, you need to think this through. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If all right, if they're coming into our world, yeah, and hang it, I don't even know. Yeah, if I've got to like take them to mm-hmm. Fisherman's Wharf and all that stuff, yeah. which yeah. sucks. <laughs> yeah, take them to the Olive Garden. Oh yeah, well you got to get that <laughs> unlimited bread basket. Yeah, when you're there, you're family. <laughs> the like table table for two and Master Chief walks through the door. Right. <laughs> table for four. <laughs> That'll be thirty minutes. Aries. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. The waiter comes over to offer offer more more water. It walks away without quite filling the glass all the way up. Boy. <laughs> Boy. Uh, Water. I don't know who I'd And this podcast is going on forever. Yeah. <laughs> I'd hang out with Eurotrain until now because it's going off the rails. <laughs> you know, without the video cameras pointed at you us. We're allowed to just, do just whatever we want. It's the, the yeah. inmates run the asylum now. Unlocked, there's, there's no. Pr- I'm the producer and the host, which is yeah. a terrible combination for everyone else. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. All right. Let me just give an answer to this. Who would I pick? Uh, Maybe Batman in the Arkham games. Interesting. Well, that's 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 a great point. Just, is like famous characters have been in video games now, so you can yeah. kind of hang out with whoever you want. That's true. Hmm. Yeah. Hot tech. I wouldn't want to hang out with Batman. He's kind of a dick. He is kind of a dick. Yeah. I just I, think it'd be interesting to to talk to him. <laughs> he wouldn't talk he to you. That's it. the thing. He would be like train. He's like a dick to all of his like subordinates or like all of his teammates. Nightwing ditched him completely because he didn't want to hang out with him. He was like, I can't take your SH your shit. It's audio only. It's audio I can, only. I can say that. Do whatever you want. Yeah. It's fine. I don't know. Yeah, that's this is a good one. This is a good one. Um Chester Cheeto. <laughs> cool spot, because I love refreshments. Hey, cool spot had a video game. It did. Yep. Yeah. It's a good game too. Yeah, so you could hang out with Simba from game. The Lion King or Aladdin. Yeah. Oh, I'd hang out with the genie. Obviously, the genie mm-hmm. from Aladdin. Some good wishes. Some wishes. Yeah, man. All day long. I don't need you to bring anyone back to life. I don't need you to make anyone fall in love with me. <laughs> and I'm not going to wish for more wishes. Inside that box, you're mine. <laughs> That's right. All right. Uh, Unlock Block Trivia. 2015's Just Cause 3. Which actor played the part of General DiRavello's propaganda minister? who was only ever heard over the radio and provided some of the best comedic relief in the game. Yeah. Was it Mark Hamill? Mark Hamill's done a lot of voice work in games. Wayne Brady, well-known comedian. Gary Oldman, he's done a lot of... He's a vocal chameleon. Uh, David Tennant. Yeah, this this is like the best character in Just Cause 3. I, have, you, have you guys played Just Cause 3? Uh, Not in a long time. I did, but I've I, dabbled. I didn't finish it. Yeah. I actually don't know the answer. Well, so this is the guy that it's so funny. You'll go take on like one of their bases or whatever, and you'll just wreck it, destroy it. Mm-hmm. Um, and when you're done, you'll hear like over the radio, you're like, burr, 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 burr. Weird. Burr, burr, burr. Uh, and then it'll be this guy, and he's like, uh, so I'm being told to tell you that we did a test or whatever, yeah. and that's that's the kind <laughs> Dude, of you know. an unfortunate gasoline leak. Exactly, yeah. and it's always just like he's just he's just the the spin guy. Yeah, it's like right. oh, this whole city got demolished, and so he's here to tell you that that was all part of the plan. And that's <laughs> so, what was supposed to happen. Do you know this one, Mark? Does, no. Does anyone know it? He's got a higher pitched voice. But, like, so I'm thinking definitely not Gary Oldman. Uh, I don't know. For some reason, David Tennant 
comes out at me. Yeah, that's okay. what I was just thinking. because he's got like this weird, like kind of higher Cockney kind of voice. All um, right. So I'm gonna go with David Tennant. All right. I was gonna say David Tennant also. Yeah. I was also gonna say David Tennant, but I'm gonna switch it up and say Mark Hamill just because I know his voice, his vocal work with the Joker gives him. He has very yeah, good range. like it very he also well does could a lot of video game work. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And Mark Hamill's done. He did a lot of voices in the old LucasArts point and click days. Yeah. Full throttle. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, all kinds of cool stuff. He was also Luke Skywalker in Star Wars. No. What? Yeah. Him? Never yeah, knew Had that. a crush on his sister. Yeah. <laughs> no, Luke, she's your sister. Uh, David Tennant is the correct answer. Okay. 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 Done. Yeah. So let's get to, let me update the scoreboard here. We've got Destin in the lead with five points. I'm in the lead? Yeah. All right. To, to Miranda's four and Brandon's three, and we get let's get Mark on the board here. I'm at one. Yeah, man. By the way, I thought hey. two better answers to the loot box. Garrus from the Mass Effect series would be awesome to hang out with for a day because he's really oh, cool. Yeah. Also a total dick. So okay. No, he's not. He's actually a really cool dude. Oh, you like once you get to know him. <laughs> your face was so great yeah. when you say no. Rick, once you get to know him, he's actually a really nice. <laughs> yeah, guy. he's like your buddy by Mass Effect three. Like. If Mass Effect Three, Garrus, of course, because in Mass Effect One he is a dick, but eventually he leaves like the cop, the space cop team, and then uh, lightens up. Also, uh, you jump Cor- to his defense so fast. Cortana, pre crazy, would also be right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, she could like she, she just could... help you out with everything. Yeah, she could... she, she's, yeah. she's a literal she's supercomputer super that knows functional. everything. Yeah. yeah, she's she's like a digital Swiss Army knife. Yeah, yeah. A L- little bit behind the scenes, uh, Beyond is trying to get in here right now, so we should probably wrap this up. <laughs> well, they said they didn't know when they were going to record, so yeah, we'll, well forget anyway, them then. <laughs> uh, anyway, I, so uh, I do need more unlocked block trivia questions from the audience. So if you have a good Xbox trivia question. Uh, do send it my way. Unlocked at IGN.com. Put the question. Four multiple choice answers. Note the correct one in your email. You can also use that email to send in loot box questions. If you have a, a random, fun, or whatever kind of Xbox-related question you would like to pose to the panel, uh, they're, they're both done via unlocked at IGN.com. All right. Quick, a yeah. quick word of advice about yes. those questions. Please don't send any that are... In the 1994 movie where this person does this thing, what video game are yeah, they playing it? Like, those are really – no one knows those. There's a little – there's an art to it. It can't be too easy. Like, don't just Google – like, because I, I, I know. I know when people just Google Xbox trivia mm-hmm. question because it's the same. I know what those – No, it's yeah. got to be like this yeah. question. you got to be able to, like, deduce yeah. and you know, answer. Just, like, I didn't know it was David Tennant, but I, I kind of had a feeling – I knew who it wasn't. Not too easy, you know, yeah. you but not too know obscurely kind of difficult. Yeah. A great what question. former IGN personality guest starred in Mass Effect 3 would be a tough one. You guys, I know the answer. <laughs> I'm just going to ruin that right now. It was Jessica, Jessica Chobot. Chobot. So there you go. Don't send that question. <laughs> uh, a great question has one answer that you can pretty easily remove, two answers that could be it, and then a third one that is goofy. And you're Was like, it Greg Miller? All right. Cheek. All right. <laughs> well, I have actual work to do. Let's get uh, out of here. Let's get out of here. You can find me on Twitter at DMC underscore Ryan. Please do check out Unfiltered with Amy Hennig and Ted Price, as well as my uh, preview of Control. You can read it or you can watch it. There's a video version of it as well. Uh, so that's it for me, Brandon. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Brandon Tyrell, B-R-A-N-D-I-N-T-Y-R-R-E-L. Uh, please do check out my review of Sekiro. You can read it. Uh, there is a 4,000-word article, or you can watch it. There is an eight-minute video. <laughs> uh, outside of that, uh, there's some cool stuff coming up this week, so I, I'm going to be really excited to talk about it. Uh, shit, I won't be on the show next week because I'll be in Canada. Oh, so. okay. 
got a uh, thing to do. Have yeah. a good trip. So I hope you guys talk about it next week, and I'll, I'll give you a heads up. Sounds good. Destin. Yeah, follow me on Twitter at Destin Legary or watch me on Twitch, twitch.tv slash the Destin channel. Good stuff. Mark, take us home. Yeah, at Mark underscore Medina on Twitter. Uh, working on a really cool thing that won't go up until Tuesday, next Tuesday. So uh, Set your calendars. That's, that's it for that. Well, I'll be gone so you can be on to plug it. Okay. <laughs> Sounds good. Yeah, let's do it. Sounds that good. already. I don't know why Siri's talking. All right. Thank you, everybody. This was Unlock 387. We shall return next week. Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it, or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Bartha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz. And how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts.